You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Hey guys, welcome to The Devoted Podcast. We're so glad you are joining us today. And I'm saying us, because I am joined today by Brooke Metter. And you want to say hello, Brooke, so they know you're here. Hi, I'm here. There you go. There she is. (laughs) I'm really excited about this. Always want to get to sit down with folks. It's so fun. But Brooke is just very special and dear to my heart. If you have attended Athey, you have seen this beautiful woman on stage because she is one of our worship leaders. (laughs) And just this voice, oh my goodness, listened on repeat over in this household. So Sorry, Brooke. Um, But I have also had the privilege of knowing this beautiful woman for years. The first time I met Brooke, this is my memory, guys. I remember we it was back in when Athey Creek was at the school and she was on the stage. We had these little stage back at the school. And I think you were hanging on the little rod right there. <laughs> Probably. Guys, she was like five. She was. Oh, I would have been really little. Would you have been like five? Mm, OK, so you. Maybe a little older have been at AFE since for... 1999. Okay, so I would have been seven or eight. So seven or eight. Yeah, very little. Um, we would climb all over. They had these wrestling mats that all the kids would go and climb all over <laughs> before and after church. <laughs> because we were poor to church guys back then. Yep. It was like whatever we could do to get the church up and sweet kids that were pastor's kids or the leadership, you mm-hmm. know, their kids that hung out, they kind of lived <laughs> back at the school. We really did. Man, those were the days. Those were the days. So I've asked Brooke to come on. Thankfully, it was a little bit. She planted the idea, but I don't think she knew I was going to, you know, (laughs) I had no arm wrestle her to the podcast. This was not my intention. (laughs) But we did. So back a couple months ago, we did a devoted live and we got to do a panel. And you guys sent in questions of things that you just wanted to have our panel answered. And several of those questions came up about being single. And what does that look like? How should that be different? Different advice that people ask some questions for. And I love these questions. And my panel, which was so great, but every one of us was married. (laughs) And that's not to say that definitely Brooke and I's purpose here is like single, great. Married, great. This is not a competition Mm -hmm. here. But I do feel that there are things that a gal who is single can speak to in just a way that old married people... (laughs) just can't as much. There are also some things that I just think are so true and consistent Mm -hmm. and the same, too, which I love to be able to camp on that. So Mm -hmm. Brooke had talked about, you know, hey, we should have someone that is a single up there on the panel sometime. And I'm like, that's a great idea, Brooke. Oh, boy. (laughs) Who could that be? Oh, my goodness. So I asked Brooke to join us today because this has been asked for. You guys on the podcast and even on Devoted Live, sometimes you guys have just sent in, hey, I'd really love to hear somebody talk a little bit about singleness and what the Bible has to say about that. So that's what we're going to do today. So, Brooke, why don't, well, what did I leave out? I've talked about even about when you were five. So where do you want to take us first? (laughs) Oh, boy, where do we want to go? I have to just circle the compliments back to, yes. to one Amy McReynolds. <laughs> she um, knows that I can edit this out. Yeah, she'll she'll just delete this chunk. No, <laughs> no but really, I have been so blessed to know mm-hmm. you and your sweet family for so long now. 
I have a memory of Amy. She was so sweet to when I was in high school. Do you remember when I job yes. shadowed you? I think it was like a summer. So it was like a wedding season. Yep. And I just followed you around back when you were wedding coordinator extraordinaire. So, yeah. And devoted podcast listeners, if yeah. you don't know this, back before I was director of women's ministry, mm-hmm. that's what I did, guys. I did weddings and events at the church for a really long time. A really time. long time. And my goodness, you guys, she's good. She was so good at it. It's because I love a checklist. (laughs) She loves a checklist. But no, it was so cool because when I was a senior in high school, you know, you're supposed to go and job shadow people. And I thought, oh, maybe being a wedding coordinator would be fun. And Amy let me follow her around. And we had so much fun. We did great. I remember one wedding. I'm kind of tangenting a little bit. That's okay. Do you remember the wedding where the music for the bride to walk down the aisle didn't work? The one where it was the instruments and they hummed it? No. We have seen that. that sounds like a fun story. Between you and my dad, I don't know. Did you mention that Brett is my dad? I don't know he, if I did. Sorry yeah, about that. So just for context, my dad is our senior pastor at Athey Creek, where yep. we go to church and work at the church together. But between you and my dad, Brett, we we have a lot of fun wedding stories. We but do. this one, I think it was like the wife of one of the groomsmen was supposed to just hit play on a boombox. And it wasn't working or or she just forgot, I think. And so then you sent me down to go fix it. And so this groom is lovingly waiting for his bride. And here high school Brooke comes marching down the aisle. Hey, you saved the wedding. (laughs) I saved the wedding. You got to have music. I mean, the wedding would not have happened without me. No. So true. But it was so fun. I love those memories. But yeah, no, I'm thrilled to be here. And I'm thrilled if the Lord leads, hopefully help some single gals. I know it's not always easy being single, but I believe with every fiber of my being that it's a huge, huge gift. It's a huge, huge blessing. And that's, I feel like I need to say, that's not to say that marriage isn't. Marriage is a Mm -hmm. huge, huge gift. And it's something that I think you can look forward to as a single person, 100%. But I also just feel strongly that like the Lord can use single people differently than married people. And so while you're in this season of singleness, there's a lot to be done, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, for the Lord. If Mm -hmm. you're willing to let him use you, there, I mean, there's really no end to what he can do yeah. in your life if you're just devoted huh, to him and yeah. to his word. So yeah. so I like what you said there when you're saying how it's a gift. Mm-hmm. Paul refers to it as a gift in Corinthians. Judy Slaughter has often talked about oh, yeah. that as well at Athey. Elizabeth Elliot would refer to the gift and the blessing of singleness. Yeah. Why do you think sometimes that's just a hard thing to embrace? Yeah. I think, first of all, And boy, I feel like I could talk about this forever, but I think there's a big part of this that's just as simple as the grass is always greener Mm -hmm. on the other side, Mm -hmm. especially in today's age where we've got Instagram and you can be scrolling and seeing all your friends get married and, oh, their wedding was so beautiful and, you know, Mm -hmm. their life just looks so perfect. And meanwhile, you might be by yourself more than you want to be. Right. (laughs) And I think that it can be so easy to let those seeds of jealousy even or Mm -hmm. just oh I wish I desire that companionship so badly you know that we can forget what gifts are sitting right in front of us yeah and dude I'm I'm guilty of that I mean it happens to everybody yeah well um, married folks are guilty of that and I think that's such a great point to say it is just a little bit of that the grass is always greener Mm because you guys know how this is if even if you're married or if you're a student and Mm -hmm. it's even then those well when I get this or when I achieve this Mm -hmm. or then yeah everything will be just fine yep but it's not in the here and now it's just you know those things are temporal Mm -hmm. and 
it's usually not what it is. Mm. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's not going to be there. But I like that you point that out because sometimes I think probably being single because we can do the same thing being married going, you know, let's just get that thing. And when we hit that next level, then I'll be there. But it's a similar problem. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing that it sounds so cliche, but Instagram is a highlight reel. Yeah. Facebook is a highlight so reel. Is. You are not in seeing people's marital issues when you're scrolling on Instagram. You don't see the things that happen behind closed doors that are just not good and they're not of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing happens, I mean, with single people. I mean, I'm not going to go and post, oh, I had a terrible day early, right, you know, right. I'm not going to do that. And so I think it's just important to remember that like the Lord, his timing is perfect. And I think one of my favorite verses, Psalm 84, 11, no good thing will he withhold to them that walk uprightly. So if mm. you're following Jesus, if you're in his word, like he is not going to withhold marriage from you if that's not what he has for you in this season. Mm -hmm. I don't think. But it is that waiting thing. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think probably for my friends that I have that are single, sometimes that waiting seems almost like a cruel mm. thing. Like mm -hmm. what? I love when we're in sermons where we're talking about Moses or some of the Old Testament people that literally waited years and years. And oh, yeah. Our perspective is pretty tweaked on how quickly we need something and our kind of our immediate gratification mm -hmm. culture is just so startling. I was actually, you know, my kids are doing online school right now and I was overhearing my son's Bible class or something. And the, and the Bible teacher was talking about how, you know, when we're walking through these tough seasons and she was given a good word, it was good yeah. encouragement from the scriptures and it was great. But it hit me a second that when we're looking at when we're going through these tough times and mm -hmm. I'm thinking about this going, okay, my sweet son is right here with his love, his whole family that loves him yep. in his home, getting a good school. I mean, he's yeah. fed. He's yeah. like the things even that we determine that these are hard seasons. Mm -hmm. Usually, oh, my goodness, we have so many things we could be grateful oh, it's for so true. Yeah. that that it's that perspective. Part. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's also not to diminish the fact that, yes, sometimes it can just be hard, mm -hmm. like sometimes waiting for something, whether it's for a child or marriage right. or buying a house or I mean anything like it can just be difficult but it's like you're saying like just constantly looking to the next thing in life the next I remember doing that as a kid oh I just can't wait till I'm old enough to get my driver's license right oh I just can't wait until I'm old enough to go to college oh and then by the time you know it you're like all this time has passed you by and it's like you got to redeem the time like that's what the Lord talks about mm -hmm. like I mean obviously one of the biggest things that's great with singleness is I can go serve at my church and pour hours and hours into serving at my church. And I don't need to be conscious of who's cooking for the fam, who's, do you know, like there's little Amen. things that are. <laughs> yes. For three boys with hollow legs. This is, this is a real struggle here, <laughs> folks, for sure. I mean, I got to go on a missions trip to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I didn't have to check with anybody first. Yeah. I didn't have to coordinate, you know, OK, you've got the kids, you know, you've got, you know, it was just like a thing where the Lord put it on my heart and I got to just go. I just think those are the kinds of things that like you got to be dwelling on as mm -hmm. a single person, that mm -hmm. there are lots of little things like that on a practical level that are just amazing. And that's not to say they can't happen in marriage. Obviously, they can. It just is a little more freeing, maybe, yeah. you know, a little less coordination that has to happen, a little less yep. logistics that have to be thought through. Yeah. So, well, and, and I would recommend this for anyone, but I am thinking of one particular friend of mine that is a single that she would have a jar in her house that she would just kind of write out blessings and things that she was thankful for throughout the year. And then I can't remember if she did it on New Year's Eve or something, but she would just sit there and then go through 
all the things yes. that had happened in a year. That's and I think a great, that's a great practice for anyone. Mm-hmm. But because like you're talking about those moments when it is just hard, yeah. when you feel like, Lord, I have been waiting. Mm-hmm. I have been praying and I'm trying to seek you. Yep. But yet you still feel this wrestling and just you're just struggling. Yeah. That's a great time to bring out that jar and oh, think yeah. about the things that the Lord has done. You just might not remember them yeah. all in that moment. Oh, that's so true. And like Brooke said, too, the things that you do have opportunity to minister mm-hmm. at, that you can you could actually pick up at 11 o'clock at night and go visit a friend who might be having a hard time that mm-hmm. would be much harder to do. Oh, yeah. But we're talking about things that are assuming that you're being really plugged in mm-hmm. to your church family or a community of people that you are really not just receiving from, but also giving to. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to sound like a broken record here on the Devoted Podcast, but I personally believe that being in the Word every day is the biggest favor you can do for yourself. No matter if you're married, no matter if you're single, it's just always going to help you. It's always going to equip you. And I think, honestly, something that can be a huge struggle, no matter your life situation, but just being able to take your thoughts captive, yeah, which is something Judy Slaughter told me many, many years ago. I remember the first time she told me that. And if you haven't listened to her devoted podcast episode oh, a few the weeks ago, one. Yeah, it was, was really so good. good. I just remember her like talking about how taking your thoughts captive is like exercising a muscle. Yeah, It's like such a discipline. But like when you as a single person, when I as a single person find myself maybe with thoughts of discontentment, you know, oh man, I wish I had this or I wish, I, you know, those are the kinds of things that you need to grab them before they can take hold and replace them with scripture. Mm -hmm. And the way you do that is you're in the word every day. Also, we've talked about scripture memorization on the podcast. I remember you've talked about that a few times. Like that is so huge because you can be driving down the road and all of a sudden something hits you and Mm -hmm. you're like, oh no, I need to grab that thought. Like Get that out of here and yeah. replace it with scripture. And I love doing that with the verse I mentioned, Psalm 84, 11, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many verses that are just so good for that particular thing. But I just think, man, that's huge, I think. And the th- great thing with scripture mm-hmm. is that it's living and it's powerful. Yeah. And the Lord is speaking a precise and exacting word to you mm-hmm. and to me in our totally different situations, and yet it's what we need. I see this with not just with singles, but with married folks that maybe are having some struggles that they want to go and they seek counsel from someone, and they think Mm -hmm. that that person is going to have the answer. If they go and they talk to that pastor at church, or if even like here, guys, we're doing a a podcast here on singleness, this is not going to answer all your problems. Nope. We're just people. Mm -hmm. And the people we go to, yes, you can, I would encourage you to surround yourself by good, godly women yeah. that will challenge you and sharpen you and they're going to be pushing you towards the word too super important but don't forget we're just people yep it's the lord the lord his word that is going to be yeah. speaking to you and so mm-hmm. you do have to allow that time yep. to really go there mm-hmm. and see what he's got for you yep press in man spend time in prayer spend time in the word and then like the lord of course can use people to confirm things that yeah. he has shown you but it's really got to come from the word and from him and you spending time with the lord mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. and that's just so important another question i have for you because we get this one a lot too is in scripture there is a very clear calling and outline for covering mm. and what that looks like yes in scripture How does that work for you? And what in scripture do you pull out that 
you go to for those types of things? Yeah. First of all, the Bible talks about how there's a safety in multitude of counselors, mm-hmm. but that's not just anybody. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for me, I'm very lucky in that I have a dad who knows the word, who loves the Lord, who has always raised our family to put the word, put the Lord first. Mm-hmm. So when I have a question about the Bible, when I have things like I need counsel on, I will go to him and I have no problem going to him. Mm-hmm. If you've listened to any of Atheist sermons, you know that my dad's not afraid to talk about anything. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and so I am so lucky and I'm so blessed in that way. But I'm also aware that that's not always the case. That's not everyone's not story, everybody's yeah. dad is around. Not everybody's dad follows the Lord. Both of my parents. I'm just very lucky. But if that's not the case for you, one thing I would highly recommend is plugging into your church getting to know the leadership of your church. Mm -hmm. And if your church follows the Lord and reads the word and puts emphasis on studying the word and spending time with the Lord, and, you know, if they have the biblical model of leadership, then you can trust that and you can put your covering in that. I know at Athey, we've got so many women in our women's ministry on our team. Oh, man, they're just so wise. And Mm -hmm. I've gotten to talk to a lot of them. And I... I am so thankful for their counsel Mm -hmm. in my life. You know, we mentioned Judy, obviously, present company here. (laughs) Amy and I have gotten to spend a lot of time over coffee and walking. And (laughs) anytime there's coffee. Yeah, anytime there's coffee, we're chatting. So, (laughs) but I would just recommend, hey, if you're single and if you can't have your parents be your spiritual covering for one reason or another, pour into your church and see, you know, is their leadership somebody that you can trust to be your covering. And if the answer is yes, then you got to submit to that. If they are putting the word first, then you can totally submit to that, knowing that the Lord's going to cover that. Yeah. I think that's huge. That word right there. See there, we, we use that submit word again. Mm-hmm. And I know, gals, sometimes that is a hard word. <laughs> it's a scary be- one. <laughs> yeah. Because we're like, wait, what? No, I want to stay in control yeah. and I want to call the shots. But, you know, just like we want to model our lives personally, being under the submission authority of scripture. Mm-hmm. Like we, we want to submit to that. And scripture does point to being submitted yep. to the leadership of your church. Yeah. If like we're saying, plug into a good church that you know that Jesus is being taught and yep. that you're being fed there. Mm-hmm. And when that's the case, then then trust that and yep. be submitted to that. We're just in a culture that just wants to, you know, kind of turn our nose up at authority where mm-hmm. it is. You can't tell me what to do. Sometimes we just need we need to come under that covering yeah. and that authority. Man, in and that they're way. missing out. People mm-hmm. who think that way are totally missing out. I have been so thankful for our church leadership, especially recently. I mean, our church has had to make some hard decisions mm-hmm. over the years. And I have found so much peace just in knowing that our leadership spends so much time in prayer mm-hmm. over these decisions. They go to the word. And they seek the Lord, Mm -hmm. truly seek the Lord. And I just know that like with every decision that they make, they're putting the Lord first and Mm -hmm. they're looking to the word. And as a single woman, I have no problem submitting to Mm -hmm. that, even if I might kind of disagree with maybe whatever. I just know that they're putting the Lord first and the Lord is speaking to them. And Mm -hmm. I have such peace in knowing, oh, I don't have to make that decision. My church made it. And that's great. I love how you're saying that even if there's questions, you're like, well, wait, I don't understand this or whatever. But going with that, I think that is really that model that we have of Sarah and or Syria and Abram Mm -hmm. back in the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. where really Abram made a super bad call, (laughs) really bad call. Lame, lame husband move, right? And 
he was putting really the, even the life of his wife at risk, mm-hmm. telling her to lie, basically to save his own skin. It was not his best day. Bad situation. Bad situation. <laughs> but he did it twice in yep. the Old Testament. And what's interesting is what Sarah does. Mm-hmm. And it says that she obeyed her husband. Mm-hmm. That was her covering. And then she's honored for it in Hebrews. Yep. But then she is also in Second mm-hmm. Peter 3. That's where it talks about Sarah and that she submitted to her own husband, that she obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And then our the instruction to us is that it says that we are her children. If you do as she did, do not fear anything that is frightening, which mm. I love that word to us because Oof. I think we know that if we're married, we have that built-in live-in covering, yep. you know, of like there's somebody there that can take that hit. Mm-hmm. And I am sure that there is many times that as a single, there is that fear and yep. that like, oh, what if I make this decision wrong or whatever? You know, that yep. can be a scary thing. Mm-hmm. So Sarah is such a cool model of the Lord was honoring what her motive and her heart was in choosing to obey God, really. And then as you you read the story in the Old Testament, she's super blessed. Abraham ends up getting blessed like crazy because of Sarah's obedience, not his, you know. But what I think is cool about that is because some will say, well, hey, what if I get in a situation where I'm submitting to the authority of something and it's the way wrong call? Mm -hmm. Here's where I think the Lord is so good because I think the Lord's going to take care of you. Mm I think the Lord is going to take care of that single gal that maybe doesn't have a dad and is like, oh, I don't know. But he knows you. He is taking care of you. He loves you. Mm -hmm. And he is going to meet that need. Yep. Knowing that you are choosing to submit to something, whether Mm -hmm. that's, you know, the leadership of a church or if you've got a dad or maybe it's like a maybe it's an uncle, a godly uncle in your family or a grandfather or something like that. But the Lord knows the intentions of our heart on that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And that is what just brings me so much peace. I think if you are submitting in a biblical way to your church or to whatever your covering is, like the Lord, like you're saying, he will honor that. And that I think it's so important to be heavenly minded in that way. You know, when we go and meet our maker, like that's Mm -hmm. what's important. All this other stuff on earth doesn't matter. It's going away. Yeah. And I think that's important for us to even think about, you know, married or single. Yeah. The Lord is so big and Mm -hmm. so good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we think in our minds, like we were talking about earlier that, oh, well, when I get this, this will will solve all my problems. You know, sometimes people treat marriage as if that it is the answer to some disease or something Mm. like singleness (laughs) is just bad. I actually had a gal who she's married now, but she had been single for years and years. And she I think she got married. She got married later in life. Yeah. And I remember her coming to me and she going, you know, gals need to know that singleness is not a disease Mm -hmm. and marriage is not a cure Mm. for some kind of disease. (laughs) Yep. It's not. Yep. I've heard it said that marriage only puts a magnifying glass on the issues you dealt with as a single yeah. person. I think it's true. I mean, all of my married friends have confirmed it. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and it is true. And this this is shocking to people. But, you know, sometimes people will almost make, I almost want to say an idol. Oh, yes. Of what marriage is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're feeling lonely and you're feeling all these things that even that feelings of loneliness, you can almost kind of get into the spiral of Mm -hmm. just focusing on that so much and then assuming you're making this connection in your mind that the marriage, that guy Mm -hmm. is going to fix it. Yep. And 
we know Mm-mm. that ladies that's just not true if you're if you're buying into that lie mm-hmm. that's not true because there isn't a man alive mm-hmm. because we're all sinners that is going to perfectly be able to mm-hmm. never feel lonely meet you in every one of those needs that yeah. doesn't happen but the lord does mm-hmm. and you know you can be married and still be lonely yeah <laughs> and yeah. i would rather be lonely as a single person than lonely in a marriage yeah I, so. <laughs> that's so true i actually just yesterday i was reading some article that was talking exactly about mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. about singles that really struggle particularly with the loneliness piece thinking that man soon as I'm married and then they find when they got married then it's just absolutely devastating yeah to find that you're lonely yeah it's not all these things that you thought it would be and you've totally idealized it and that's where I think the whole taking your thoughts captive thing comes Mm -hmm. into play as a single person if you find yourself thinking that way thinking about marriage like oh when I get married it's gonna be so great I would just maybe caution a single woman. And I say this still working on this myself. Sure. But I would just say like, those are the kinds of thoughts that I don't think we should really give weight to him because Mm -hmm. I don't think it's cool to put an untrue expectation on marriage. And I also think that that just feeds those seeds of discontentment. Mm -hmm. I've been getting into gardening lately. Yeah. Hey. (laughs) You know, I just discovered Discovery Plus and they have the Magnolia Network preview right now. (laughs) I've not seen this. There's this couple of gardening shows that are so cool. Anyway, I feel like discontentment is like a weed. Hmm. You know, if you seed it, you can water discontentment and it's going to grow, but then it's going to take over your garden and kill all the good stuff. I just think those are the kinds of things that like the second you start feeling that you've Mm -hmm. got to get rid of it. You got to pull that thing out. Like it's just so bad if you let that totally rule your thought life. And it can be easy to do. Yeah. Shockingly easy. Yeah. (laughs) It also you really probably don't realize when you're single, but how much you're actually prepping yourself for a really good marriage. If the Lord does call you for marriage, Mm -hmm. then having that right perspective mm-hmm. and relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. having that part really well watered, yep. you'll be more prepared Oh yeah, when you do get married. And you're mm-hmm. not going to be putting that on your future spouse yes. to be all the answers to all mm-hmm. of those things. Because you can tell yourself in, the mind, in your mind, that's how it's going to be. It's just not. That's not but how it's going to be. <laughs> it just doesn't work out that way. Yeah. And I think that's what I mean, too, when we talk about spending time in the word, like that's going to help you as a single person. That's going to help you as a wife if the Lord has that for you. It's mm-hmm. going to help you as a mother if the Lord has that for you. Like mm-hmm. it's that's prepping your soil if we're going to continue mm-hmm. the analogy yeah. in a big way. And I just think that I mean, there's truly nothing more important than that in your season of singleness than I think making sure to carve out that time spending it with the mm-hmm. Lord, spending it, reading his word mm-hmm. and studying his word. Yeah. And we do talk about a lot that mm-hmm. making sure that the bulk of it is the word. I get a little concerned, I will say, gals, because mm-hmm. there is there's going to be a blog for just about everything. And <laughs> you, there are lots of other places that they might even be sounding biblical. And but just keep in mind that those aren't not all of them are all bad. I'm not saying to chuck it all. Yep. But you really need to be putting that stuff through the filter of the scripture. And, oh, yeah. and I wouldn't say you're definitely not in a biblical place of saying that you're submitting to the authority or the covering of some author that you have no no idea really who they are, even if it sounds good. But that's that's not the biblical model of what that covering should look like. Nope. Nope. We had this actually come up when we did that Devoted Live panel that I mentioned earlier in the episode here. And it was a gal was asking, help me, Brooke, how Mm -hmm. was it phrased? I think it was something like what should it look like? Like, should married women and single women hang out? Like, what should the relationship look like between? Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say to that? Much like this, sitting (laughs) in your closet, drinking tea. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. No, I think that Christians, Christian women 
should be hanging out with all kinds of Christian women. Yeah. I think that, you know, I recently became friends with a few women who are new believers. Mm. And, you know, I've been saved for a while. So (laughs) it was so refreshing just to see that excitement on their face of coming to a saving faith in Jesus. Like so refreshing. Oh, my goodness. And in the same way, I think that... There are just so many reasons why married women and single women should hang out. First of all, I think it's so cool because, you know, I have some dear married friends and they have given me a very real picture of what marriage looks like Mm. in that there are so many huge blessings. And like, wow, it's just amazing to see a godly marriage Mm -hmm. in full effect. But two, I also get a little bit of the realistic picture. Not that any married woman should ever uncover her husband, but at the same time, like just knowing that there are struggles. I don't have to know what they are. Yep. I can know how to pray for them and see too, like, okay, yeah, that's normal. This is what a normal marriage looks like. Yeah. It's not the Instagram (laughs) reel. It's not perfect. And that's okay because we're people and we're not perfect. Yeah. So I think as a single woman, that's a huge benefit to me. But also at the same time, as a single woman, I can make myself available for my married friends when they need Mm me. And I I love that I get to be used that way right now. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just, it's so healthy for women who love Jesus to be around all kinds of women who love Jesus. Different places in life. (laughs) I I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. In in fact, when I first read the question, I think I had to kind of think about it because I was sort of like, why wouldn't I hang out with single? And and then I started thinking of my (laughs) friends and I'm like, oh, I have several single friends. Yeah. And the thing is, is what a blessing Mm -hmm. you guys really are. You guys have a perspective sometimes that we don't think about. Yeah. You know, like you said, we're we're spending a lot of our time focusing Mm -hmm. on things that absolutely the Lord has called us to think on yeah you know meal planning and yep. grocery stores and that's and what you should do 100 percent, totally but at the same time you can get some cool perspectives mm. and guys especially finding that circle of friends married single whichever way that really want to challenge you in yes. the word grow together i think it's so good actually Brooke and I, we, I don't even know if we did this on purpose, but we mm. started doing the same Bible reading plan. We didn't do it on purpose. I don't think we did, did No. We? Yeah. For some reason, I was ending my plan in end of June and Brooke was like, oh, I always start mine on my birthday, which mm-hmm. is, you know, in July. Mm-hmm. So we just tag teamed it. And so it's so great because throughout the year, every once in a while, she and I send each other a message yeah. and we're always behind, by the way. So yeah. if you think- So that, no pressure on that. Yeah. If you think that we always have it nails, <laughs> but even things like that. Yep. Guys, don't let that be a, like a single thing mm. or you have kids and we don't have yep. kids. I think that can be another one because it can be something where that's just a hurt, you know, yeah. that you feel like there is that you are wanting to have kids and you don't have kids or whatever. And you mm-hmm. see everybody else having children yeah. and you don't, you know, mm-hmm. and there's all those things. But I think your advice earlier on of, about what scripture tells us to just take those thoughts captive yep. and really bring that in. That's so key. I really feel like that is so key. I'm in a group and we text each other. It's like a workout accountability group. Yes. <laughs> and we all love Jesus, but we have moms. We have people who are married who are not moms. We have people who are single. We have like, there's a large variety of women in this group and we encourage each other to work out. Yeah. But it's also, it's like rooted in the Lord. Like, Mm. and I think the two can be very much so tied together. And so that's been so encouraging too, just to have the perspective of all those women. Some of them are like, oh my goodness, things went crazy with the kids. I'm not going to get it in today. Mm. And then the rest of us can be like, you know what? That's okay. You can get it. You know, it's just so cool. I think even with something like working out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, like if you have a group of people who you can fellowship with, even if it's in a text group, it can just be so encouraging and really fruitful. 
That's actually so good. And, you know, I know that we're focusing in on singleness and all that stuff. But, yeah. guys, you got to hear the fact of the community part and mm-hmm. your fellowship. And yep. we've been in a season where we weren't seeing many people. And yeah. sometimes I find that there can be single folks that they're just kind of home and they're mm. by themselves. And it can be super hard if yep. maybe you're more introvert inclined and you're like, you know, I'm just going to stay here. I'm good. But I would challenge you and get and I get the challenge, right? Because yep. I would struggle to do that. But we really do need to be in that group. And I bet you would find married, single or otherwise that if you are in a group of good Christian women that whether you're texting each other or yep. you're in a Bible study together mm-hmm. or seeing each other at church yeah. or whatever it might look like, I bet it's going to be easier to bring some of those thoughts captive yep. and challenge each other in being having that heart of gratefulness in the gift that singling is. Maybe even if you hear us say that being single is a gift, mm-hmm. you might go, I just don't agree with that. But it is true. Yeah. I mean, Paul calls it, he actually calls it in 1 Corinthians 7, he talks about the gift of singleness. Mm-hmm. And so it is one of those things that even if you kind of, maybe that makes you irk a little bit at that word choice, that's one of those things where you have to go, well, that's what scripture says. Yep. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. So if it is a gift, and maybe that's the part where you have to sort of reorganize some thinking a little bit and go, okay, Okay, maybe you just need to pray about that, too. Yep. You know, Lord, help me to see the gift and the blessing of what you've given me right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. Another thing to look at is to focus on what is really our purpose mm. here. If you feel like it's your purpose to be married, well... Is that a good purpose? (laughs) I don't know, you know, and that's not to say you aren't called to that. Yes Mm -hmm. or no. But what is actually our purpose? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and I love that we see that we are created in advance, like in Ephesians 2.10, when it says that there are good works that he's prepared in advance for us to do. Mm -hmm. But we're called to be to bring the Lord glory. Yep. Can you bring the Lord glory in being married? Totally. Mm-hmm. Can you bring the Lord glory in being single? Mm-hmm. You sure can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so maybe that's your question and your answer for if you're struggling with that of like, well, why am I not or whatever? Well, maybe not focus on the why so much and instead look at the things that what are you doing right now that can just bring glory to the Lord? Because that's where we find our purpose. That's where we find fulfilling what the will of the Lord is for us is in what brings glory to him. Yeah. Well, this has been so fun to get to talk to you, Brooke. I wonder if there's just a couple things, like if there was anything, if somebody just fast forwarded us all the way to the end because they were just way too bored by this. (laughs) Hey, I wouldn't blame them. (laughs) What would just be some takeaway things that are, Mm. you know, really good things for singles to be doing Mm -hmm. right now, right where they're Yeah. Right now, I would say first and foremost, spend time with the Lord, spend time in his word, seek out wise counsel from you're covering someone who you trust, who loves the Lord and puts his word first, yeah. whether that be your church or someone else. That's so important. And also find ways to pour into your church, to pour into other believers. As a single person, you can be an, a, an encouragement. Yeah. You can be a huge encouragement to people and you can give your time. You can give your resources in so many ways. And so I would just say, like we mentioned, the word talks about redeeming the time. And as a single person, there are a lot of really cool ways you can do that. Mm. And so I would say, yeah, that's what you got to do. Yeah. 
So good. And, you know, if I could just give you guys just a little bit of a think of it as the locker room pep talk without the yelling and all of that, because I'm not very good at that. <laughs> but I just feel like gals, single, married or otherwise, mm-hmm. this is, man, we have so much good stuff mm-hmm. that I think that the Lord, these good works that the Lord has prepared in advance for us to do. And I don't think that it's a a time for us to just sit back and not serve. Yeah. Or it's a time to take Bible study in little memes and little quotes here and there. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to get serious mm-hmm. about the word. Get and busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's be busy. And like Brooke said, you know, redeeming the time, making most of the time because the days are evil, it says mm-hmm. in Ephesians 5. So this singleness time, this waiting time that you might feel like, oh, is it ever going to end? You know, this is exactly where the Lord has you right now. Mm-hmm. I love it's in Ephesians 1, 4, where it says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. And I love that reminder so much because he chose you before the creation of the world. Mm-hmm. He knows you. He knew you were going to be single right here in this moment. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what he chose. And we get to trust a God whose ways are so much bigger than ours. Mm-hmm. His understanding, it's not ours. And it shouldn't be shocking that we don't get it. Our brains can't quite go there. But we have a really good God that we can trust. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of AV Creek Christian Fellowship in West Lynn, Oregon. For more resources, or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at apcreek.com.